Hey now, welcome to another edition of the Inside BS Show. You know, I get a lot of requests to talk to people all the time, and you folks are really perverse. Yes, I'm talking to you who are listening, who are watching. You want to get all up in everybody's business, so you can't get enough of people who handle really bad accidents or people who handle really contentious litigation matters. Well, I got something for you today. We're going to talk to Christine Fitzgerald, and she's a family law attorney in New Jersey, and she's going to share some stories with us. She's going to give us some advice, because here's the thing. You could be in the gym right now, and you're working out, you're listening to a podcast, and you happen to see it was a family law attorney, and maybe you're thinking, it might be a good time to think about getting divorced. Well, nobody knows you're listening to a podcast about divorce. So I'm providing this great service for you. Even if you're not thinking about getting divorced, you have the greatest marriage in the world, you're gonna hear some good stuff today. We've got good gossip for you. We're not gonna tell you who these people are, but we're gonna give you some interesting things to think about. Please join me in welcoming Christine Fitzgerald, family law attorney from New Jersey to the Inside BS Show. Christine, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for right, having so me. So why did you get into family law? I love family law because of the stories. Some of the best stories I've ever heard come from family law attorneys. Why did you pick family law as your practice area? So I always knew I wanted to be an attorney and wasn't really sure what kind of law I'd go into. And I was coaching swimming during college. And I loved working with the kids, loved working with the families. Somehow I kind of became the, the contact for whenever a parent had an issue, you know, they came to me to talk to, to me about it. So I kind of realized that, that I had a good skill set with that. So when I went to fa into law school, I knew I wanted to do family law. And going to law school and, and working, doing classes in family law and working in family law firms just confirmed it. Okay, so what do you, what do you like the best about what you do and what do you like the least about what you do? So I love that I'm able to help people, real people, not just a corporation, not just an unnamed person, but I've got kids that I'm helping, even though I'm representing one of their parents usually, I'm helping those kids. I'm trying to get people divorced in an amicable way in every, in every instance that that, that, that is possible. Um, what I like least, you know, during the pandemic, it seems like, Attorneys were always kind of on call 24-7, but it's gotten worse. And we are constantly emailing. I mean, I get hundreds of emails more every day than I typically did beforehand. Everybody has my cell phone. I've been always very good to give out my cell phone to, to clients. They typically don't abuse it. It has gotten a little bit worse uh, since the pandemic started. So that would be my least uh, favorite part is just that it seems like I never get any break. Yeah, really. let's talk a little bit about the, the pandemic and its effect on, um, mm -hmm. you know, your practice in particular. So we're, we're recording this now and we're hoping I'm not going to on wood as I say this, that we're probably we're at the tail end of uh, of the worst part of the pandemic. Right. During that time when people weren't really going out, when people were stuck at home, did that make things uh, did it make it more difficult to get divorced or you know, were people hesitant to come to you for appointments, even if they did an appointment on Zoom? How did that impact the, your practice in particular? Mm -hmm. So, you know, there's a couple of different ways that it impacted it. You know, the first thing is that 
the courts kept running and I have to really give credit for them. They pivoted really quickly. They got a online filing system for family court up and running in days. They continued, they got Teams licenses, they got Zoom licenses, and they were up and running within days. Now, because things are happening virtually, things are delayed. When you're sitting in court and you're waiting for the court to take your case, it's a good opportunity for attorneys to talk to each other and say, let's resolve this little issue or that little issue. We're not doing that. We're waiting in a waiting room on Zoom. And so I do find that it's making cases a little bit harder to settle. A lot of attorneys will tell you, oh my God, divorces are up. Well, they're probably up a little bit because of the pandemic. I don't really think they're up that much. I think the, the problem and the reason we're all so busy is because cases aren't ending. We have cases that have been going on for two, three years that normally would have ended. And because of backlog, which has to do with judicial shortages, as well as the pandemic, we're just behind. And the cases aren't settling as quickly as they typically do or aren't being tried as quickly as they normally do. So those were two ways that... I think uh, the pandemic really affected yeah, it. Yeah. Now, talk to the folks who may be listening to this or watching this, and they're they're thinking about um, you know getting divorced. What advice mm -hmm. can you give them about selecting an attorney? Right? Because I see like my friends when they get divorced, they come to mm -hmm. me sometimes after they've picked an attorney, and they go, "Oh, you know, this attorney's really aggressive, and you know, he's a pit bull or she's a pit bull," and you know, having been divorced myself 20 some odd years ago, I'm thinking you want a negotiator. You don't, you don't want, you don't want a pit bull. What is your advice, Christine, to people who are out there talking to attorneys? How should they pick an attorney? So this is going to sound totally bizarre that I'm saying this, but if there's a chance, number one, to save your marriage, do that. Don't delay on that, though, because you don't want to delay if the inevitable if that is, in fact, where you're going is divorce. But so really decide what you want to do. Next thing, meet with attorneys. You should meet with multiple attorneys. I'm not opposed to that. I usually suggest if somebody comes to meet with me, have you met with anybody else? Pick an attorney that has the same goals as you. So talk to them about what's their style. What do they want to do? I think one of the benefits of that my clients get from hiring me is that I will work as hard as I can to try to settle your case because I know what that's what's best for my clients 99% of the time. But on that 1% time when it, that's not what's best, I'm not afraid to go to court and litigate. That's why I became an attorney. I wanted to go to court and cross-examine as if I was Tom Cruise and a few good men. But, you know, that's not what's best for most of my clients. And so I'm not going to just say, let's litigate because I'll make more money or let's settle because I'm afraid to mediate, uh, to litigate. I'm just going to kind of try to settle. And if it's not possible, then we switch gears. Okay. Now, what is the, what is the advice you can give to, um, to, you know, someone who's, uh, on the verge of, of going, to, going through the divorce process or in the divorce process now, and they have kids. What do you want parents to know about the divorce process and the impact it has on kids that they may not have thought about? Yeah, so, you know, people are always concerned. My kids should have, you know, two parents living in the home with them. Well, kids need to see a happy marriage. If you're not in a happy marriage, chances are they're actually being harmed more from your unhappy marriage, your unhealthy relationship, than they would be from a divorced 
you know, from them getting divorced and living in two happy, health, healthy uh, households. But look, it's still stressful. The first thing is, if you can talk to your spouse about it before you go ahead and start litigating and hiring attorneys and getting all contentious, talk to them. But of course, you have to be safe. So if you're not going to be safe having that conversation, don't do it. But if you can be safe and you can do it in a uh, calm and collected manner, have that conversation. Perhaps get a therapist for the children on board then because even if your kids are going to be fine at the end of the day, therapy, therapy can never hurt. So that would be the, you know, couple things. Number two, have a plan. You know, remember you had children with this person. They can't be all bad. You know, sometimes you have clients when we're answering discovery and they have to tell the other side what the best quality of their spouse is when it comes to the kids. Mm. And they're like, nothing. Well, then why'd you have children with that person? Obviously, there's something that they do well. There's some strength there. Got to remember that. Remember that this person is their father or their mother and you know the kids love them just as much as yeah they love i them. think you, you raise a, a really important point there this person is going to be part of your kid's life forever right you're going to probably be at events with that person with their family so there are there are issues and you're going to have to hash those issues out but you're going to put those issues behind you at some point because you're going to see that you, you just cannot avoid someone who's a parent to your children. They're going to be around. Mm-hmm. Keep that in mind while you're going through the process. And, you know, a divorce process can take a long time. It can take a year. It can take two years. Yes. And you may be angry and it may be contentious for a year or two years. But as it starts to wind down, you got to remember that this person, you're going to see him over and over again. Your family's going to see him over and over again at events, at family uh, functions. So you're going to have to coexist eventually. It's such an important point. You sound just like yeah, the it's judges. it's such an important point to keep in you mind. You know, the judges yeah. say that. I mean, at graduation, your child's going to want a picture with mom and right, dad. Right, I mean, and so... Let me let me go back to the the first thing that I asked you uh, along these lines, and that's, you know, I see people who are, you know, they want a lawyer who's going to scream and yell and bang on the table. Well, okay, that that makes you feel better, but in the end, is it going to make it easier for you to co-parent your kids, or is it going to make it harder? You know, I think about divorce and. Christine, maybe, uh, you know, if I'm way off here, you'll tell me. I think about divorce as just a big negotiation. It's an emotionally charged negotiation. And in negotiation, there's the short game and the long game. And when it comes to kids, you're going to play the long game. So it may be better to give up the car that both of you want if that's going to make it easier for you to see that person in the long run. It may be better to agree to sell the house that you both love and split the proceeds if it's going to make it easier to co-parent the kids down the road. And these are hard things to swallow in the short term, but honestly, 10 years from now, you're not going to remember whether or not you, you know, your attorney banged on the table and screamed and yelled, but you're certainly going to remember if you're, you wanted to switch weekends with your spouse and it was within their legal right to refuse to switch weekends and they didn't because they were turned off by something that happened 10 years ago. I mean, it's just kind of crazy. Mm-hmm, exactly. I mean, I said therapy for kids. 
I would support both parents also being in therapy. It can help them learn to co-parent with each other. But yeah, I mean, I would also say that you attorneys have an ethical obligation to be professional during these meetings. Don't scream and yell and pound on the table. I don't think that that's ethical or professional. So you can be tough and you can negotiate without being unprofessional, without being rude, without screaming and yelling and cursing. You can just be, look, this is what my client wants. Let's be creative. And that's one of the benefits of settling is that you can come up with creative solutions that maybe a judge would never order. You know, you've got a house with a special needs kid and the house is outfitted for this special needs kid. Well, maybe you do a nesting agreement and on your week with the kids or your time during the kids, you live in the house with the kids. During the other party's time with the kids, they live. And you have a shared apartment or maybe you each have your own apartment. The judge really doesn't order that. I don't even think the court could order that. But that's something you can come up with to meet the needs of your family. Don't leave it to a, a, a man or a woman in a black robe that doesn't know you and doesn't know your needs the way that you know your needs and your family's needs. Be creative, be understanding. You know, I like to try to settle. Sometimes it depends on the case. You either wanna tackle the big issues first or the small issues first. Sometimes when you tackle the small issues, the bigger issues fall into place. Sometimes you need to tackle the big one. It just kind of depends yeah, on the case. Yeah. All right. So I want you to take a minute and think about this. I want you to tell us that, that was a great example, by the way, the nesting agreement. Fantastic. I want you to give us a um, I want you to give us a success story. I want I want to um, I want to, you know, I want to look at this from the perspective of how things can work out well. So take a minute and think about a really good success story you've had. Yep. While you're doing that, I'm going to remind people that we're brought to you by Sandrowski Corporate Advisors for over 35 years. Sandrowski has been helping people with really complex accounting. They've been helping people with their taxes. They've been helping people prepare their business for sale. They've been helping people with forensic accounting. So let's say you're in a litigation matter. It's a complex commercial litigation matter. And you and the other side are arguing about the value of a business or the value of the intellectual property in a business. That's the perfect time to bring in Sandrowski Corporate Advisors. Why? Well, there's two aspects of this. You have to be able to be, you have to be competent in doing the valuation. You have to get the valuation right, and that involves looking at the financials as well as doing uh, comparable analysis, meaning looking at the rest of the industry and determining whether or not the uh, business or the portion of the business is valued appropriately compared to the rest of the industry. In addition to that, you also have to be able to explain that analysis to a court or to a jury. And that requires an expert who can take complex issues and break them down into easy to understand sound bites or easy to understand testimony. Sandrowski has been doing this for 35 years. Their valuation experts, their forensic accounting experts have been well healed. They've been well practiced in taking complex issues and breaking them down into easy to understand arguments or sound bites or presentations, however you want to phrase it. I want you to give them a call today. You can reach them at 866-717-1607, 866-717-1607. Sandrowski Corporate Advisors is a CPA firm with a different perspective. We're also brought to you by My Revenue Roadmap Guide. You want to develop business for your professional firm? I've got the way to do it. It's free. Go to revenueroadmapguide.com, enter your contact info. You'll be able to download 
my business development plan. It works for engineers, architects, consultants, CPA firms, lawyers, and law firms. It's the same business development guide I use with my private clients. You can download it for free. It's my gift for watching, for listening to the show, revenueroadmapguide.com. Enter your contact info, download it today. You can customize it for your firm, for your practice. We're speaking today with Christine Fitzgerald. She's a family law attorney in New Jersey. You can reach out to her at 908-324-5400, 908-324-5400. All right, Christine, give us a success story. Yeah, I actually have two. So the first one is really actually applies to a couple of different matters that I've had over the years. And they seem to have a similar kind of feel to it, which is, you know, parties that are married for a long time, they have children that when they separated were probably in high school, you know, as they get older, they finally decide it's time for us to divorce. We've been separated for a long time. They're best friends. They, they enter this divorce saying, we're best friends. I want this to be amicable. Some point during the litigation, there's a fight. There always is. It's it's contentious. It's a contentious process to begin with. So it's not uncommon for people who were amicable to get tension there at some point during the divorce. At the end of the day, we come to a settlement that both of them are happy with. They hug each other at the after the divorce. In fact, my client's ex-spouse <laughs> hugs me at the end of the divorce and says, "Thank you so much for being kind and, you know, being a good advocate." You know, that's, that's what you great. want to see at the end of the day. Yes, they had adult children, but you know what? That's still good for their kids. The other success story that I really, uh, is means a lot to me is I had a case that my client had very little parenting time. Uh, they were never married. They had a child in common and had very, very little parenting time. And the mother just tried to stay stand in the way of the relationship in every way that she could, calling uh, CPS or Child Protective Services, we call it DCPP in New Jersey, multiple times, accusing him of all different things. We got him a 50-50 schedule. He got 50% of the wow. time with his daughter. Now, granted, there was a lot of litigation to get there, but he went from having zero overnights to having 50%. That is was huge. And you know, that day, you know, that particular client sure. cried. Wow. That's a tremendous outcome. That's fantastic. Congratulations on that. That's wonderful. Yeah. It was one. It All was right. great. So, Christine, let's shift gears a little bit and talk about where your cases come from. How do you how do you get most of your cases? So we get our case, most of our cases from a variety of sources. Usually other lawyers, we get a lot of cases from other lawyers, whether they be other family law attorneys that either have a conflict or maybe they've been retained and the other spouse has asked for a referral or maybe it's a prenup and they're giving a referral. Um, or maybe it's just a case that they don't want to take or that isn't in their area, geographical area. Like, I don't typically take cases all the way down in Cape May County. Couldn't even tell you who the judge was down there. You know, but I practice mostly in North Jersey. So, you know, if, if a Cape May County uh, attorney meets with somebody from North Jersey, they might refer it to me. Uh, other past clients. We get a lot of uh, business from our past clients. At the end of the day, a happy client will go out and tell their friends that you've done a good job. So, you know, that's always my goal is to have a happy client at the end of the day. Um, other professionals, real estate attorneys are big, um, realtors, forensic accountants, regular accountants, and marriage counselors. Okay. Terrific. 
Now, talk a little bit about uh, your practice and how you work and what people need to know about you before they before they come in to meet you. What are some of the key things you want people to know before they come to meet you? So my firm takes a really a team approach. We have five attorneys. Uh, we have a younger attorney that can help out and keep kind of costs down with some of the paperwork. Um, I review everything on my cases before it goes out the door so that you know that you're getting my approval on whatever is being done. I take a very hands-on approach. I'm communicative. I told you I give my cell phone out to clients for better or for worse. Um, but I want my clients to know that they have somebody that cares about them, that is there for them when they need when they need help or when they have a question. Um, you know, I said we take I try to settle cases because I know that that's typically what's best, but I'm also not afraid to litigate. I'm a certified matrimonial attorney. You don't need to be certified to practice family law, but it is just shows that I have a certain level of experience, reputation and knowledge about family law. I'm a fellow in the American Academy of Matrimonial Lawyers. Same thing just shows that I have a certain level of expertise that you might not get with your Joe Smo who does a little bit of this and a little bit of that. You really need somebody that devotes a good substantial amount of their practice to family law because they have the connections. Um, you know, clients come in the door and say, you know, I hope my client, you know, I hope my husband, you know, hires a attorney that doesn't know what they're doing. Well, no, you don't really want that. You want them to hire a good attorney who's professional and it's going to be amicable, but that knows what they're doing. I know most of the family law attorneys in New Jersey, so that's a good thing. I have a good relationship with most people. So, you know, that, you know, I have, there's only a couple of attorneys that I don't get along with. I really do get along with everybody, which really helps All your right, case. Talk about, uh, you know, it's you kind of you kind of glossed over it, but it is a really big deal that you're a member mm -hmm. of the academy. Talk about the process that is involved in becoming a fellow for the American Academy of Matrimonial Lawyers. Congratulations on that. That is a, that is a really good. Thank you. Yeah, that's a fantastic accomplishment. Most people have no idea what's involved to become a fellow in the in the academy. Yeah. Talk about that please yeah so I was very lucky to work for previously in a, a prior firm for two um, attorneys that were members and one actually after I left the firm became the president of the national organization so they were pretty you know well in it the at the AAML that's what we call it um, my partner now also is a, a fellow as well and actually is the secretary of the New Jersey chapter and I'm on the board of managers but let me tell you about the process so number one because we have a certification in New Jersey you need to be a certified matrimonial attorney the first thing you have to do is apply it's a 20 page document that you have to prepare with all the cases that you've done in the last three years which trials you've had, which motions you've had, what settlement agreements you've done, what judges you've appeared before. You have to have references. Then, if they like your application, they bring you in for a test. The test is an essay test. It's an all-day process. Um, and you have to answer the, you know, you answer the questions in little blue books, just like as if you were in college. Then you can apply to the academy. You have to be practicing 10 years to apply for the academy. You do an application similar to the certification, long process. You have to list the cases you've done, what types of cases you've done, what type of experience you have. You have to give references. Who have you worked with as an attorney that would vouch for you? Who have you worked with? I think they asked. It was a while ago. I think they asked about judges too. Um, and then once you apply, it gets reviewed by New Jersey, and it get, uh, an application gets sent out to all the fellows in New Jersey to say, do you know this person? What's your thoughts on them? How are they at these things? What are their skill sets? If 
New Jersey kind of approves you. It goes to national and then national has to approve it. I don't exactly know what the process is once it gets to national, but um, I've only been a fellow for a few years. And obviously with the pandemic, I haven't been able to go to any of the conferences and stuff like that. So, you know, I'm still learning to some extent. Then they make you take a test. It's a very hard test. Lots of true and false. Some of the questions, I really think they need to revamp because they don't really even make sense. But, you know, you do the best you can. And thankfully, I passed. <laughs> so then you and then you get then you become a member. And it's really a great organization. Like I said, it's national. There's a number of chapters over the cross of the this, the country. We're talking about the best family law attorneys in, in yeah, the Yeah. Congratulations again for becoming a fellow. That's a tremendous Thank accomplishment. You. All right, so Christine, I want you to think of three things people should take away from our time together today, three important things you want them to remember. While you're thinking of that, I'm gonna remind folks that we're brought to you by Sandrowski Corporate Advisors. So if you're a family-owned business and you want a fresh look at your financials or you're thinking of selling, that's the time to call Sandrowski. Why when you're thinking of selling? Well, there's this thing called the Qualified Small Business Exemption in the tax code. They can help you shelter some of the capital gains from selling your business. Instead of paying a boatload of money, you can pay a little money in your taxes, but your business has to be structured a certain way, and you have to be in specific industries in order to do that. In order to find out more, I want you to reach out to Sandrowski. Call them at 866-717-1607, 866-717-1607. Sandrowski Corporate Advisors, they're a CPA firm with a different perspective. All right, Christine, what are the three things that folks should take away from our time together today? Number one, you deserve to be happy. If you're not in a happy relationship, consider consulting with an attorney so that you can see whether or not that's a road you want to go down. Everybody deserves to be happy. It's never too late to be happy. Two, consult with a couple different attorneys. You want to make sure you're picking the right one. Somebody that's going to communicate in the way that you'd like to communicate with, that's going to have the same goals, that are going to have the compassion that you need during this process. And three, don't discount therapy. Therapy for your kids, therapy for yourself. It's a hard process. Even the most amicable, quickly resolved divorce cases are emotionally difficult and challenging. Please think about, do you need a therapist? Even if it's just for a couple of sessions. I'm not saying that you're going to need to go down that therapy road for the rest of your life, but it's going to help you have somebody to talk to. Plus, quite frankly, you could probably get that through your insurance. Using me as a therapist, it's going to cost you a lot yeah, more Yeah, that's money. great advice. Actually, really, really good advice. Thank you. <laughs> All right, folks, if you want to reach out to Christine Fitzgerald, you can call her at 908 908- 324-5400-908-324-5400. I'm also going to put her email and her firm's website address down in the show notes. Christine, thank you so much for joining us today and thank you for sharing all of that insight with us. Thank you so much for having me. This was all righty, folks. That'll do it for this episode of the Inside BS Show. We'll be back here again tomorrow with another great interview. Until then, I'm Dave Lorenzo and here's hoping you make a great living and live a great life. <laughs>